Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, and debonair host, Kellen Conley. And sitting directly across from me is a five-time guest. Welcome to the Five-Timers Club. Has it been five times? Yeah. Last time was your fourth time. Okay. When you talked about your trip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's not impressed by being in the Five Timers Club. It's okay. I am impressed. I just didn't realize that I was at Five Times. My wife is here, Angel yes. Conley. Welcome back to Hyphen Nation. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Happy Black Friday. Uh, we don't celebrate that. Happy Thanksgiving. We celebrate that. Black Friday, I am not a fan of. I do not want to go shopping with crazy people. Well, you didn't go shopping with crazy people. I did people. not. I went out and got my nails done and I came home. And I went to work. Mm-hmm. And came home. I did. And then we did not leave anymore. That's right. Well, you did. You went, you went, you went back out, then you left. I mean, you, you went back out, but then you came back. Where did I go? To go look at the... Oh, but I didn't go out into... Like, I went up two streets. That doesn't count. I didn't say that you went shopping. I said you went back out and you came home. Yeah, I went up two streets. <sighs> That's not out. Um. Anyway. As always, before we get into the proceedings, mm-hmm. the show is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and also by Mark Robb, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Showing Mad Love Robinson, where he writes about all kinds of stuff, and he just said on Twitter he wants to write about Game of Thrones finally, because he's ready to take on all the stuff that happened there. I believe he likes it. I've only seen one episode of Game of Thrones, so that really doesn't matter to me, at least. But you can check that out whenever it comes out, and that's the marcrob.wordpress.com, the Mark Robb. WordPress.com. You're going to read it, right? I haven't watched Game of Thrones either. <laughs> and it's not that I don't think I wouldn't like it. I just haven't had the time to get into that series. That's, it that's may be fantastic. No problem. I, I, I heard know. the ending wasn't fantastic, but I know what the ending is and I'm still, I'm like, that's fine. That's how it ends. But I guess I'm not emotionally invested. Yeah, because we haven't watched it like that. So yeah. maybe eventually one day. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get past episode one. Yeah. Because I watched episode one like three times now. True. Got to recoup. So we're going to try something new here on Hyphenation. And this might, you may never hear this because we might get 20 minutes into this and it might be like, this isn't working. So I may technically never be in the five-time club if this doesn't get hurt. Are you never getting on podcast? All right. I might not be in the five-time club till you invite me again. Invite you more like you bless me with your your presence. Mm, but that's that's a good way to put it. I bless you with my presence all the time. Just not always on the show. Right, but I'm yeah. saying like sometimes I'm like, do you want a podcast about this? You're like, no, you and your dumb old podcast. Listen, <laughs> I never say that, but I am selective about what I like to talk about. I want to make sure it's something that I feel that I feel invested in, and also feel knowledgeable and comfortable about. You've me. never told me no yet. I tell you no all the time, but not for this. I haven't. On about being on the podcast. That is true. I have not. I have not. But you've always been selective in in you know choosing things that you know that I would be willing to be part of. So what we're going to do here is something that I've wanted to do since I started a podcast. Now, 
one of my favorite movies is The Devil Wears Prada. I like 2004, Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway. You know the rest. What we're going to attempt to do here is we're going to attempt to watch The Devil Wears Prada and do our own commentary on the film. It may be terrible and we may stop. It may be awesome, but there's a, I mean, we're going to try not to just sit there and watch the film. We're going to be constantly trying to communicate. There will be lapses and stuff, but the idea is if you really, really want to, you can take this episode and play it while you're watching Devil Wears Prada and then listen to us make comments about the film and then laugh along with us. If you don't, if you're busy, say you're working, you're driving, and you just want to listen to Hyphenation, because of course, why shouldn't you? Um, You can just listen to us talk about Devil Wears Prada for an hour and 50 minutes. (laughs) That's the runtime. I just checked it. So we'll see how this goes. Um, What um, Spoilers. We're going to be watching the movie if for some reason you haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada and you were just putting it off for 15 years. Then don't listen to this. Not the episode for you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So before we before we hit play, we're going to literally start right when the 20th Century Fox logo comes on and I'll tell y'all when. But um, did you ever I never read the book that there was No, I did not read the book. I did not. And from what I remember, this feels like it was one of those movies that you got from Blockbuster, maybe, and I was like, I don't wanna watch this, and then I watched probably. it. Probably that's probably where the original you know uh original chance you got to see it, so your introduction to it. I mean, you lived right around the corner from a Blockbuster. It was 04. So, yeah, yeah, not far from. Yeah, I mean, that that probably was Georgetown, honestly. Where if we went to Blockbuster and you got Devil Wears Prada. It's still not too far. That's on that side of town. So, yeah, I mean, it's only a couple streets. And 2004 Morgantown is nothing on 2019 Morgantown no. traffic. So, that was literally just a few minutes away. And now it's, it can take you up to an hour to make that trip, depending right. on what time of day it is. So, I just didn't know anything about it, and I watched it, and I knew Anne Hathaway from uh, the, the, the Princess Diaries, right. and I knew who Meryl Streep was, but right. I, I was just completely bored Meryl Streep is always dazzling, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, she's Anything Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is dazzling, so yes. you always got to try it all. Yeah, I agree, so... Good choice by you. She's I'm, coming out in something recent, isn't she? Does she have a new movie coming out? Yeah, I think so. I was trying to think. There was something I saw. Let's go to the filmography. Yeah, I feel like there's something either getting ready to come out. Or maybe we saw it. Was there a preview with the... Oh, she's in two? She's in Little Women. That's what you saw oh, her Oh, yes, in. and you know I love Little Women. I do. We saw Frozen 2 the other night, and I'm going to talk about it on the pod, but that's not tonight's episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because um, it's Street. it's been a it's been a crazy week and the holiday was here, so I haven't recorded the episode yet. When I'm talking about Frozen Two, but it will be coming. Yep, Little Women is coming out, um, 2019, and of course she's in a couple other films that are coming out. But yeah, that's what we saw her in. I'm not sold on Little Women. I wasn't sold on the first one. Oh, I think the one uh, with um, Winona Ryder. Yeah, with Winona Ryder, and it is is by far my favorite rendition. Really? I don't. Did you read the book? Yes, I've read the book, and I saw the. I don't know when the original Little Women like movie came out. Mm-hmm. There was one before then, um, but <clears throat> I, I am in love with uh, the storyline and the strong women in the movie, 
and um, the fact that they each had their own personality that they brought to the table. And and that's why I kind of love this movie as well, because, you know, with Meryl Streep in this movie, you know, the strong personalities of women shining through, I think, is important in, you know, movies as well as, you know, books and in any other um, literary opportunity. So I think I think that's why I like Little Women. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe we'll go see it. We'll see. We'll see. Or at least watch the old one. I've seen parts of the old Christian one. Christian Bale, too. Mm. Love me some Christian Bale. I, uh, I don't know. I, I know have, that's a whole other I have problems with but... period pieces. No, it's not about Christian Bale. I mean, I respect the Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. He doesn't really ring any bells for me as far as being handsome but that's on you if you think christian bells i do i've always liked christian i've seen bell. him lose too much weight and drop too much and gain too much weight oh and, and he the mom i love her too uh in the original little woman in the one with when i know Ryder, it's um oh, oh my gosh, gosh she's a famous susan sarandon isn't it susan I, sarandon i think so and i love her and everything so that's another reason i love it Yep, it was a Susan good, Sarandon. It was a good cast. They had Winona Ryder, Gabriel Byrne, uh-huh. Trini Alvarado, Samantha Mathis, Kirsten Dunst. They also say Kirsten Claire Dunst Danes, plays the youngest. Claire Danes. Claire Danes Bale, is... Eric um, Stoltz, Mary Wicks, and Susan Sarandon. Oh, what's the sister? Claire Danes is... This is Luke Rosa of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. What's up, y'all? That's Anthony Sellers. And that's Eric Jordan. And this is Browns in Our Blood. A weekly show where we talk about our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. You can catch it in video and podcast. On the hyphen podcast group. Dot com. And must long south vision. So <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> I got like fifteen seconds. Claire Danes plays Elizabeth Beth March. Beth, Beth. Yes, and, and I love her as Beth. And now this podcast turned into the little podcast, little. Women podcast. I'm sorry. I, I know we sidetracked. About. I apologize. That's what happens on my podcast. It's okay. As long podcast. as that's okay. Yeah. All right. So you ready to try this out? Yep. Okay. Good conversation. All right. So we're starting right now. The 20th Century Fox logo. I always love this logo. It's it just makes on. me excited to see it. Because I always feel like there's always something good coming, no matter what. You know that this is not going to be... I don't even know last time they used this. I know, but that's why I tell you, it's that original. I think it ties in with movies of the past, so that's why, I, you know. Well, the first thing I think of whenever I see that logo is Star Wars. Ah, okay. Because that's the first thing you saw before you heard the... Before you heard everything come on. Right. All right. Let's just get into the... The grid of it here. Anne Hathaway. And they start with the New York... Skyline, which is really cool because it's trying to pull you into the story that way, and I like that. I still haven't been to New York. We'll get you there, baby. We'll see. Um, are you a fan of Anne Hathaway? I do. I actually I like Anne Hathaway. I think she's a good actress. I think she uh, doesn't get enough credit. I think um, 
some people put her in a box as far as her being an actor and stuff. But, I mean, obviously she won the Oscar for um, this, the, 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 what's the movie with the singing that Russell Brand was really terrible in? Oh, um... Jean Valjean. Oh, Les Mis. Yes. Les Miserables. Right? Yeah, the miserable ones, yes. Yeah. Um, I watched that once. <laughs> I thought it was she good. Was, she the storyline of Les Mis is Hugh always Jackman so really good. was good. Russell yeah. Brand's thing was really bad, but this still, the movie was good. Who are you good. saying? Russell who? Russell Brand. Russell I'm Crow? saying Russell Brand. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Can you imagine? Like, I want Russell Brand to now do <laughs> Russell Crowe's parts in that no. movie. And you I remember mean, Russell, Russell Crowe wasn't like I mean he wasn't dynamic I mean but I think he did all right. Uh, he he was serviceable. I hate Adrian Grenier, her boyfriend in this movie. Oh, see, I think he's adorable. I think he plays the nice little boy next door. What? Yeah. Oh, oh we're gonna get into that. But I think he's adorable. But I do think he has a really poor attitude towards her. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you remember my entourage phase? Yes. Oh my gosh, you watched a lot of that. And I never finished it. So I, I probably got a bunch of the early seasons. Yeah. And a little bit of whatever seasons. Were. That was like Denver Avenue when I was in the Yeah, I do remember you watched a lot of that. And I never really picked it back up again. Mm. See, I hate in the, in the opening of this, like, the, I mean, I know what they're trying to portray as her as being, you know, not a really fashionable presence. And they're trying to compare it to all these beautiful, fashionable women. But I don't think her style is extremely terrible in the beginning. I mean, like, I don't think she's, like, over-the-top, like, dressed hideously. This is one of her better outfits. I feel like a few of the things she walks into the office in later is a little bit... Yeah, but I think at that point they're trying to... Yeah, I mean, overdo she, it. She's going for an interview too, right? So she's got to be nicely dressed, and and you know she's ready. I mean, you know, nice sensible coat, scarf, you know. Directed by David Frankel, produced by Wendy Wendy Feinerman. Uh huh. Screenplay by Aileen Brosh McKenna, based on the Devil Wears Prada by just came up on the screen. Lauren Wise, Lauren Weisberger. All right. So oh yeah, Annie, that's right. Because she's getting into she's going into the publishing. Yes. And then you see Runway. Which Runway is supposed to be the equivalent of, like, Vogue in this universe, I'd assume. Yes. And Miranda Priestly is supposed to be on a one tour. I love her. Emily Blunt? Uh, Yes, I do. I love her as this character. Like, she is very, she's very blunt from the beginning. This was her... Kind of her big breakthrough. This is like only her second role ever, like on a, you know, a major movie, a major motion picture. Is what well, and they they, call they put her as very you know as soon as she hits the screen, very fashion forward. Uh, they want you to, her to grab your attention in her personality and her attitude. She's rude. She's she she's very blunt. She's a whole mood, is what she is. You know she's married to John Krasinski, right? No. Jim from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's her hubby. She is younger than me and older than you, by the way. (laughs) See, she's already panicked, so her whole mood changes completely. Stanley Tucci. Oh, I love him in this movie. You know what else I love him in? He brings an aspect of... Uh, Meryl Streep to life because he he really plays well off her character. Oh yeah, but 
you know what made me oh, love Gird your loins. One of the favorite lines there. Gird your loins. Here she comes. The line, the movie that made me love him more in this movie was Hunger Games, though. I don't think I got Stanley Tucci until I saw him in Hunger Games. Oh, you see, I thought this was a beautiful role for him here. Because, like I said, he, he, like I, said he, I tie him very well with Meryl Streep here, and they play off each other, and I think they're a beautiful partnership. You got to think, though, that we're talking about 21, 22-year-old Kellen watching Stanley Tucci mm. compared to, um, how old was I in 2012? Uh, 29 year old Kellen seeing Stanley Tucci in the Hunger Games yeah and then going and then making the connection and then everything falling in line so everybody's changing their shoes oh but I love this because it makes me think of work you know like when we're doing you know whatever and and we we know we want to look like we're overly engaged in what we're supposed to be and everybody's trying to you, you know do that clean at work it. oh yeah heck yeah like, if we're on a planning and we're not doing exactly, you know, at that moment, you always feel like, you know, that you're doing something wrong. We do this when upper management's coming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or when we're getting audited. And it's like, this is how perfect we always are. Well, that's when we have visitors or something, yes. Despite Meryl Streep's age in this film, she does, like, the way that she's made up and everything, she looks almost ageless, even though her hair is white, I think. Someone's coming. Let's see who it is. Okay, now come back. Well, I think when I look at Meryl Streep, I see her as very timeless. Like, you know, she's aged gracefully and she looks beautiful. I feel like she continues to look beautiful um, and eloquent. And I feel like, you know, she's just this very, I think, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, the the timeless it, it is for me as well. What I'm yeah. seeing. All right. And sophisticated. That's another good word for her. I love how she disappears into this role too, because you know how some movies you watch something and you don't see the actor, you see the character. Right. Like obviously it's Meryl Streep, but all I see is Miranda Priestly. She's very much, you know, she is the essence of Miranda Priestly. Like mm -hmm. you said, she, she, this role was written for her. Like, and that's how I see it. And I also see that for Emily Blunt as well. I can't picture, you know, when you have characters that you can't picture anyone else playing, both of them, I feel like you can't, you couldn't picture playing. Oh no, this whole movie's hinges very well on, cast. hinges on Meryl and Emily and, and, Hathaway and Tucci, yes. like if you take any of those four out, I, I feel like the movie loses. The chemistry is perfect, I think, between all of them. <laughs> Can you grab her little suitcase? She's like, don't take that briefcase to the office. I know. I think also she, they give her this more disheveled look. Like her hair doesn't seem well put together. I mean, her outfit's bland. Don't get me wrong; it's not completely terrible. But I think they just don't want her to seem, you know put together and they try to use, you know, her resume or whatever they're sharing there. Mm -hmm. But they really want you drawn to her physical appearance and how, you know, uh, Miranda can't get past that. And I like that she leads with it. She came to be a journalist, but she kind of ended up here like that. Yeah, she's totally dissing Miranda and runway and what everything's about. But then you think about life and you think about, you know, a lot of us, we, we came to be one thing and we end up in, you know, a completely other position. And this was a movie kind of where, um, I don't feel like around this time there was a lot of movies saying like, 
I started my career doing this one thing, but I ended up doing this. Right. I, I kind of think it was... It was a unique in the concept. Yeah, especially at that time. Well, I think it's bold in any interview, like, to go in and be like, oh, I really wanted to do this, but... It is. I think, you know, and I think about it from a perspective of having done so many interviews. She just said, that's all. That's right. That's the first time she says it. That's all. That's all. And then she dismisses her, like... Right. But then this is what gets her the job. Because the one thing about her character is she fights for what she wants, even right. as a frumpy goofball. And you can see that Meryl Streep, I mean, really, and, and Miranda Priestley actually, you know, sees that. Oh, and, she totally respects it. And I think she sees herself in her right there. Because I don't think, I don't think that Emily would have done that. Andrea is probably the first person to Andy. It's probably the first person to see. Look, there he goes. His beautiful line. Who's this sad little person? Like he just plays off her so well. Yes. He's on her wavelength at all times. Yes. Now watch this. So and she, she goes out down. so defeated. She comes down. She doesn't even get to the front door. So Miranda made a decision that quickly. How long do you think it took her to get from that floor? Oh, less than five minutes. But I think, like, like we said, she saw something different. You know who I should, who I think should have a better career, but doesn't? Tracy Toms, right? Yes, there. I love her, and she doesn't play a major role in this movie. Um, no, she has. She's the artist with the one that the like. Andy right, goes you to see her. See yes, show, yeah, yes, you see her there. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my goodness, like when she's in Rent, you know, like the voice, her voice is. She's awesome in Rent. She's insane. Great in this. And she's great in one of my favorite Tarantino movies, Death Proof. I love that movie with Rosario Yeah, Dawson I do remember and in that. Zoe yes. Bell with um, Kurt, not Kirk, uh, um, um, Kurt Russell. Yes. Not Kirk Russell. So. This, this portrays her side, portrays the side of her life that's just as traditional with friends and yeah. just embracing, you know, their life in New York. You know, very casually. Adrian Grenier just has such a punchable face. No, I think he is so handsome. Entourage ruined his whole career, he this, though. But he has this boy next door look. Uh, and, and actually, they, and his hair she has bad. the girl next door look. So I feel like they're a very cute, casual couple in this. They definitely look like a high school couple. Oh, that you know, that they loved each other in high school and they went on to college together and they did the long distance relationship and they always loved each other through it and then they got back together when they both decided to move to the big city. This is my background I'm painting right here. And this is where it begins. Oh yeah, it's immediate. They, They let her get to the morning at least. Look at that phone. She has this ginormous cordless phone. Yes. I mean hot. I love the music. There it goes. The T-Mobile. But look at her there. Like, she's still, I mean, like, in that outfit. I don't, what's wrong with that She's better put together with the jacket than when she takes her jacket off. Yeah, but I think she's still stylish. Like, I think they try to play on her appearance too much and it's not really it's not bad it's not terrible in the beginning as well put together as um emily's character is in this movie i find you can kind of tell that she's overworked and stressed out not eating well not taking care of herself okay and what about that green eyeshadow like to me that's too much i think and i think then if we were watching it 
when it came out, it wouldn't be too much. But oh, now, no, I think it's... Like, now I think when you look back, it's like, okay, it's... it's no, I think it was trying to be that fashion forward. See, I think, I think it worked better when it came out. No, see, I disagree. I think it's the fashion forward that they're trying to show at the magazine that they embrace. You know, because look at her eyes now. Is it still that green? No. Because look at it. She, it no, was, it's not as much. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think they were trying to heavily, like, Yeah, they definitely dialed back down the green in the second. You can tell it's a different shot. Right. I, I mean, mean, obviously, like, it's a different And angle. she's probably, it's probably still the green, but it's like, it's it's muted now. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. That is a, a horrible look for her, like, in the second, like, like, once she takes off their coat. And her hair, that's the thing, like. Yeah, she definitely needs a trim. <laughs> her hair's struggling there. Her hair is all over the place. See, I feel like that may have been filmed differently because, like, look how green they look here. I, I think. Oh yeah, it's too different. So I'm thinking they did office scenes and they did like they her... did one shot with the when she first got it done, and then maybe she had to wait a little bit, and then when she's doing these other scenes, like it's still pretty green here. Yeah, that kitchen scene when she just walked back there, or they had to refilm, or they had to reshoot. Yeah, you could definitely tell the difference. Here's the first mention of Fashion Week in Paris. Yes, and you can tell how obsessed Emily is with it. And And it's almost like she lets her guard down for a second when she's talking about it. Andy doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, Andy and and Emily never became friends. Right. (laughs) Obviously, Andy steps all over Emily to uh, get get to Paris later. Spoilers, but um, you would think the the typical route would be like we have these two two uh females and or ladies in the film i can't females is not the right word we have these two girls in the film mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be rivals but then you kind of feel like that they come together and i feel like the natural way that this would have been resolved previously is they would have came together to overcome miranda or whatever and you know yeah but it doesn't end up being that way like like oh, look right not. here she doesn't even help her out like she's asking about the phones what do i need to do you know, she she's kind of in a panic right now, Andy is, and, and Emily's just like, you deal with it. Well, the reason that she's like that is, I think she said uh, Miranda's had a couple pre, a previous couple people who tried his job and it didn't work out. <laughs> and then she asked how to spell Gabbana <laughs> in the fashion me. world. Yeah. Oh, there's Stanley Tucci. He's still my heart. I love him. And I love that he tries with her from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, he, I mean, it's a cynical way, small. and he's like, but it's it's still, he's trying. Like, you need to do this. You yeah. need to. Like, he's trying to embrace her. Is it bad that I'm sad that he's not actually a gay man? I know. He'd be a beautiful gay man. He's married to Emily Blunt's sister. Is he really? He is. Oh. See, I feel like he'd be a beautiful gay man. And what's the guy from Modern Family? Cam, oh, Cam. who's not. Cam, yeah. Um, I don't know who plays him, but oh, I like... Oh, how do you say his name? I'll have to look up. Oh, but he actor. would be... They would both be beautiful. Eric Stone Street. Yes, That's they his would name. be beautiful gay men. No, Mitchell was on Mountain Family is actually gay, so... Yeah. He's married. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's just so amazing with her rudeness. Please bore someone else with your questions. Like, she just... Oh, see, Mark. I paused to listen. Mark, it's okay to pause to listen. She's so confused she's, at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's deer in headlights. She doesn't know who anybody is. I, I love how she just calls him Mark. And obviously it's Mark Jacobs. Yeah. Oh, she's calling her Emily. She didn't yes. call her Andy. 
Oh, she sees the boots. Oh, and look at the shoes. The shoes are the worst. <laughs> Do you remember those are 90s? Do you remember that, how that those were in style in the 90s? I don't know if you ever paid attention to girl shoes. You probably didn't. But those were big in the early 90s. They were like clunky shoes with big, thick heels. Yep. So she's like, you're looking at 10 to 15 years behind the times is when what I, you're looking at. When I look at that, it reminds me of my so-called life. Because <laughs> oh. I feel like they used to wear them on that show. And Emily has to come in and save Andy because Andy's just... Yeah, but Emily wants to be the savior. You have to understand, and, and, and I see that from her. She wants to be the savior because she wants Miranda always to like her better. She she really doesn't want Andy to be successful. No. She's okay with her continuously replacing because then she knows that Emily is the constant. You know, she is, you know, she's always there. But at the same point, she needs Andy because if... Andy's not there. She has to do this job, and she can't go to Paris. Right, but so she needs still... someone to survive long enough. Yes, but like a, she wants to be the savior. She wants to be the one who's always on top. She's cutting her down, and yeah. Yeah. So that's her second day, right? Or is that her first day? That's her. S- I think it's first day. I mean, technically, first full day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that cell phone. Car that would service. get to me. Oh, that, it's it's definitely an annoying ring. Yeah, you gotta change something there. You don't hear it anymore. I don't think I don't even know. I don't even know if that's an option. (laughs) Wow. She has a notebook well, trying to write all this stuff down. And Emily has no interest in helping her in any way, shape, or form. And she's just gonna let her kind of. To ride it out on her own. It took you so long, I have to pee. Listen, I know how that is as a teacher. When you can't leave the room and you have to pee, that's wrong. And here it comes. She throws her shit on her desk. And she wants nothing to do with her, not talk to her. And Emily's so used to the rituals that she's like, you have to deal with it. Yep. Hang the coat up. You take whatever she brought in. Hang it up. Wow. Mocking her right in front of her. I and, mean, and her friend, I feel like she's a model. Yeah, her friend does look like the familiar as a model. But the, if you notice the, the, them being dressed, they're very different styles, Emily and that girl, whoever, Serena. I mean, oh, yeah. she, very, very different styles. And I like that they mock sick. her with the clam chowder or corn chowder. I'm sorry, corn chowder. I wouldn't eat corn chowder. Why would you eat corn chowder? When's the last time you had a good bowl of corn chowder? Uh, a long, long time ago. I don't even think I've ever had a good bowl of corn chowder. Mm. And Not then, of course, Stanley choice. Tucci, you know, jab, jab, jab. Carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> Again, mock, 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 mock. This is a new 14. <laughs> yeah. She's a 6, and they call her a 14. Oh, my God. How does she just spill that all over herself? And then she doesn't even wipe it. Oh, She's more poly blend. Like he said, more poly blend where that came from. She's trying to blot. Again, a bold statement. I'm not going to be in fashion forever. She actually talks about this job being her fallback. 
Which you would never do in real employment. Like, you would never say to someone who's higher than you. Especially not in this kind of circle. She doesn't realize the weight of... Right, the, the impact that would have. That. But can you imagine in real life if that was actually said? Did he just she would never a job. a razor? Was that a Motorola razor? And he just dumped her lunch that she didn't get to eat. Well, she's late. <laughs> well, listen, girls gotta eat. Oh, I know you always talk to someone in fashion named Nigel, so we are, we're talking to Nigel. Now isn't this... Yeah, this is Miranda's boss. Yes. Now you kind of get vibes right there. With the way he said that, how much does it cost me? I know it's kind of like played off as a joke, but then he come back later and try to force Miranda out? Like, yes, yeah. But then again, he's only out for himself anyway, so... Chairman of Elias Clark, that's yes. the publisher. <laughs> no. Again, she's just so immersed in the character. And Andy's still with her notebook in the background. And she's always one tone too. Like you, she doesn't like you. It's a very is, condescending yeah. kind of talk. It's not coming from like she doesn't raise her voice. No, she it just it does, just she'll lower it a little bit. But the condescension is the main part that you listen for. And then you see the rapport between um, Miranda and uh, Tucci's character. And it's so interesting because Stanley Tucci's character is so bold, but yet around Miranda, he's a meek character compared to everything else because he, you know, Miranda still runs the show. And Andy's over there. And she laughs. That's what I don't get. Who laughs when your boss says something like, especially when you know what kind of person she is already. Miranda's about to cut her down. I kind of love this. I think this is when Andy... I'm still learning this stuff, as she says. This is when Andy gets her face thrown in an ice water bath. I find it interesting because she talks about the color here and she talks about exactly what it comes from and where it comes from. Cause I, I had no idea. I know there's a lot of thought behind fashion, but you don't know the cerulean gowns, you know, like I, I didn't know anything about this. Oh, I'm, you think I did? <laughs> no, I definitely don't think you did, but I think, I think we don't think about things like that, like colors and changes and, you know, when there's trends and, and, and it kind of made me think more about fashion. Oh, yeah. You know, even though this, you know, you're drawn in by her attitude, but she's really talking about, like, the real history of fashion. And Emily's back there laughing at her. Right, and then poor Andy looks terrified. Mm. Mm, And she goes back to that word, yes. Oh, baby, this is what I'd want to come home to, too, after a rough day, if I could eat carbs regularly. Why does she need two tank tops? Listen, when you want to be comfy, you want to be comfy, and she's got 
Something she needs to hold up to be comfy. <laughs> she does. Okay. Listen, you don't know. I don't understand. Until you get breasts, you can't talk about it. I have a little bit of breasts. No. You're biased. Look at that. Making grilled cheese and wine. A man after my own heart. Well, he's comes, a chef. How come you don't make me grilled cheese and give me wine? I don't know. I guess he could be a better husband. Mm, I do love a good grilled cheese. You know that, right? I've made oh, you see? plenty of grilled cheeses. Look at her. She's She knows how she to do it. Sweatpants, a sweatshirt. So she had on her, her, whatever you call that top. Then she puts on a tank top that does not fit properly. Only to put on her Northwestern hoodie and then put on this headband that's not even holding her hair back. It is kind of holding her hair it's back. Not. Her hair was already up. But it's also supposed to distract you, again, to her fashion sense of she never put is well put together. Like, it, it ties back into that. You know, but her hair looks better on this on these next couple days. I mean, she's running around ragged, but notice that her, her outfits aren't completely hideous also as well. Right. Like, it's almost like she's adapting and she's being molded. And I do love Miranda's coats and purses. I'm in love. I would take you anything. You wouldn't wear that prints. Oh, I might. I don't know if it was fitted nicely. It was now Emily has on a yellow uh, eyeshadow. Oh, I can't do the bright eyeshadows. Oh, there's the dog. <laughs> oh, and it so, just goes to show you repetitively just the demand, the demand, the day demand. Day in, day out. Like, does she even right. get weekends off? No, I'm sure not. But oh, look at all those nice coats. I, I got to say, I'm in love. Once again. Okay, now that shirt's kind of hideous. She's wearing a men's shirt. Yeah, it looks That's like it. That's definitely her boyfriend's. That. Nate, Nate the waist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I made that up wrong. She is Patrick. So I guess they do get weekends off. So we don't have to be on call this weekend. So, so no they are on call, on call when she's in town. <clears throat> is what it's saying. And she's trying to relate to Emily. Oh, Emily's and Emily like, doesn't want any parts of real conversation with like her. like, no thanks. Oh, I forgot. Her and her relationship with her dad. Oh. Always there to help her out with a little bit of extra money, which is nice because I know he knows that she's trying hard. Oh, I completely. This scene. Honestly, I can't tell you last time I remember watching the scene. It's such a brief moment, but it is <sighs> important to Andy's character to show her she's her backstory. And yeah, and that her, you know how her the dad. place she's coming from and the world she's entering, so to speak. So in the relationship that she has with her family. Uh, the expectations that he has so for this her. Is, he wanted her to be a lawyer. Yeah. But she wanted to be a journalist always. And she knows the connections that she'll make will eventually hopefully get her to where she wants to be. So her goal is to get to Paris too. This is the first time that Andy acts like she wants to go to Paris. 
This is my boss. Is that a Motorola sidekick? I don't know. She never flips it open. Miranda with the razor. You had a razor. I did. I loved my razor. Actually, do you know they're coming out with a razor again? I think they already have. Has it come out? I feel like it's out. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that was. Dad's this first time that Miranda's causing her to miss important time. Ooh, the hell's her dad? Jay! Slamming door in his face. Of course, you know, we forget that Miranda's in a hurricane in Miami and she still wants a flight out even in a hurricane. It's a hurricane. Well, and this proves the demanding, you know, the demandingness of her job because, you know, she's unrealistic. She wants a flight out in a hurricane and this poor girl is calling every, every person she could under the sun and it's not going to work. I mean, I mean, you could see who gets a flight out in a hurricane. It's a bet. I mean, obviously the hurricane's happening. I like that she's next to a window and Miranda doesn't care. Mm. This is your job to get me home. Mm. And then she realizes how much she puts faith in her. I mean, like, really is depending on her to get done what she needs done. Her dad. DH 10 years when he took his glasses off. Yeah, that is true. Oh, she didn't get her flight? Yeah, she didn't make it. No. Oh, yeah, because this is when I thought she was going to get fired. Of course, she's completely cutting her down how she's talking about her. Calling her fat and unfashionable. And this is why there's unrealistic body images. Yeah. Because Andy is not fat. And she is trying to say she did take a chance on her because of her resume, too. Because she was accomplished. And she thought she'd be different. The smart fat girl. I can't believe she says something <laughs> like that to her. Hire the smart fat girl. Miranda does not care. And she's a six, by the way, people. This is right why we do have negative body images. Which Calling is the new the, 14, according she's to... She's a six. I'm a 12. What does that make me? Perfect. Oh, good response, baby. Response. Oh, man, she's crying. <laughs> and Miranda's like, yeah, I don't deal with emotions. Yeah, she doesn't do crying. Miranda doesn't do crying. She doesn't deal with emotions either, because you see what's happening with her husband. Like in that one scene. In oh, but it makes me, this is the point where I really feel bad for her because like she did try her best. And so this <laughs> is where you get really connected with the character because you feel like, oh my gosh, what else could she have done? She's done it everything she could. But I like that she goes to, you know, Stanley Tucci and she, you know, and even though they have this off weird relationship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> His solution to it is just don't do it anymore.
she wants to feel appreciated at this point, you mm-hmm. know, like, well, but this is where she still hasn't made the realiz- realization that Miranda's never going to give her the response she wants. I'd say at best, she's like maybe a little over a month right now. Right. But he's so realistic about the situation and about who the person that she is. She's doing her job and you have to do yours. She wants you to do what you need to get done and what Mm -hmm. she expects of you. I mean, that's any job, really. Right, right. And I think he's being hard on her because he knows she's capable and he knows he expects great things from her. But his character does it in a way that is slightly demeaning, but still it gets the point across to her that she needs to understand that this is how it's supposed to be. And he knows that she can honestly handle it too i don't yes. think he would as mean as he seems a little bit to her right now i feel like he's not he knows her limit and what she needs to hear but this is what we all need in life we need that one person who's going to tell us the truth no matter what who will push us to be the best that we can be and for for her in this position it's him it's him you know because emily's not going to do that emily doesn't want the relationship with her and miranda can't do it because miranda is so withdrawn from everything else she never will right so he's that honest voice that she needs and i love that and he didn't have anything to lose either because worst case scenario she quits and i mean then then she just couldn't handle it there's nothing he can do about that right and he's like you want this gold star no But I think she she comes to realizations here that, yep, here she is. Yeah. So I'm screwing up. And that she doesn't want to. But I think this is also a turning point for her. It's when she has to switch. She's like, I know what I need to do. And this is where she decides she's going to change and embrace what she's in. And he already immediately realized he's like, no. Oh, Lord. We're still dwelling on that six. A jacket says he is. A poncho, yeah. That is an ugly poncho. I don't care what he says. I like the color, but I think the whole no, thing's ugly. plaid orange. I love my colors. <gasps> Jimmy Choo's. If only I could walk in Jimmy Choo's. And then all those. Oh. Who can afford Jimmy Choo's and Manolo's? Not teachers. Harry I can tell that much. Not teachers. <laughs> My fit. Dwelling on that six. She looks like she'd swim in that, in that jacket. Yeah. So while she's doing all this, is Miranda just cool with her not being around right Apparently, now? Emily doesn't need her either. I love the look on Emily's face when she comes in and she's like completely done over. Oh, yeah. Because Emily doesn't understand how it's even like it just makes her speechless, which Emily's never, never speechless. Oh, and I love this outfit is so well put together with the, you know, with the blazer jacket, the skirt and the leggings, the boots, the heel boots and the layered necklace. Oh, and really, honestly, the makeup brings it all together, too. And, of course, she got the haircut that we've been waiting on because it was horrendous. Yeah. Name dropping with Chanel there. The swag is ridiculous. She just changes to this whole other person. And Serena's like, you look good. And Emily's pissed. Shut up, Serena. Exactly. Um, 
the handsome boy next door. Oh, Nate is trash. He is adorable. He's trash, man. But his attitude is trash. I do agree with that. Oh, look, and he has to double take. He realizes. Oh, wait, look they at did the hot girls, my girlfriend. They did the scene. Look though. at those thigh-high boots. I mean, anytime that... Normally, I wouldn't tell you, look at those thigh-highs, but... Anytime... This might be the best act that Adrian Veneer's career right here. <laughs> and then you get the montage. Oh, look at her, Jack. Jackie, Jackie O. o. Oh. And frumpy hat. No, it's like that, like New York chic. I wouldn't know New York chic. That reminds me oh. of Sandra Bullock for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. That's a big ass hat. <laughs> That's very cute. Little Audrey Hepburn there. Who's Audrey Hepburn? Oh no, baby. Oh, I like that look too. You know what's aged really well? Vogue. I never would have thought that Vogue would still be relevant 30, almost 30 years ago. Yeah, that's true. It's still a jam. It's still a bop, as the kids would say. Really? They say that? It's a bop, yeah. I don't know any kids. You watched your first time Miranda Caesar. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I know, but But even she gives a little smile. She almost wants to look. She even looks. She checks out. Yeah, because she's like, what is this? And this is when he starts fucking. Oh, this is when I would love to be her friend because this is a great part. No. So one, here's a super fancy phone. Yes. The phone's dumb. Okay, it's super tiny. Makes up no makes no sense to have it. Uh, is he drinking a Bud Select? Does he even make those anymore? Clinique always the expensive. Oh my goodness, I would have died if she'd have handed me a new Marc Jacobs. I could never afford Marc Jacobs. No offense, baby, we couldn't. One day. $1,900 for a purse. And that's 2004 prices. Could you imagine me carrying prices. a $1,900 purse? The way I treat purses, no. No. See, and he start, he's already he's starting his shit. Where he's like, love, 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 fashion's yeah. not important. Why do you care about a purse? It's true. And she's learning more about the magazine and finding out that there's some serious journalism going on. Right. More about fashion. And that damn phone. See, it's funny because it's the first time they're doing it. You know, but I don't think they understand the seriousness he, too of how he doesn't. Nate never stops. Like he just rails her like for the rest of the movie about. Well, and also like he doesn't. He doesn't truly understand. You know the nature of her job and and the expectations behind her boss, which is unfair. And in a relationship, you're supposed to. You know, it's it, it is give and take. Yeah. 
And I feel like he kind of downplays the fact that, that this is how her boss, you know, expects things to get done. And I think that's unfair to her. And I also feel like the the whole weight of the power, I mean, not the, I don't want to say the power of struggle, but the way their relationship always worked before was that it was always Nate kind of the one that was, I mean, obviously she's trying to be a journalist and stuff. But yeah, he but was the cook right. and everything. So I think Nate was the one that's the high profile. One in the right. Place. And that's what he felt like. He was the more successful one. And the moment she starts doing this. And once she gets new clothes and gets into this industry, he starts seeing how strong she really is, especially in this role. Right. And I think he downplays her, you know, he like he really he doesn't like he degrades it. You know, he degrades what she's doing for herself and for her future. He just makes it see her seem like or makes it seem like she's not she shouldn't be doing what she's doing. Look at my Look at this dude behind them with the the um, man bun. The early man bun. The early see? man bun. Yeah. It was before his time. Was he? Was the man bun ever in time? Um. Well, isn't it like a big thing now? The man bun. Kind of a mistake. But... I believe it's a mistake, but I think it's still. How do you feel about men ordering for women like that? Um. No, I think he is gay, but still. No, I mean, like, he may not I, I think gay. in those situations, know. you know, for her, like, she just arrived at a party and she doesn't know what's available. So I don't think I'd be too offended about that. No, I don't want us to go out on a date and you order for me, you know, so, but, Get but I think in those beer. situations. She wants a Bud Light. And then we introduce uh, Christian Thompson here and he's, I think he's, he's charming, but he's, I, I feel like he's also arrogant from the get go. He is. But, but he's very handsome again. So this is the only thing I think I've liked Simon Baker in. The really? Only, the only other thing I remember him from was The Mentalist. Mm. And that was one for years in CBS. But I don't think there was anything else that I've seen him in. I was like, man, he was good. But I do like him in this film. And he is arrogant. But he also... Like, I want to read some of your stuff. Send it over. Like, I'm great and I can get you to do whatever you want to do. He kind of can. He he yeah, has connections. Yeah, but like, why are you gonna why are you gonna like start with that? Like, I mean, it's true. I mean, he's trying to, you know, get you his opportunity nice with her, smart. but but I think he leads with that, and it's like I've got that power over you already, and that's not how you want to portray yourself portray yourself first to somebody. That's true, but I mean, also, and he's flirting right there from moment one. You know, he's trying to. He's absolutely flirting. Weasel his way right in. How much Starbucks do you think Brandon drinks? Oh my gosh, yeah. How many times a day do you think they order that? I'm going to go at least under five. I'm going to say at least three to four. Depending on how long the day is, too. I like that she still calls her Emily, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, they brushed each other's hair. That's always a cute line. That was a joke. Yeah, right. That was a joke. That's what I was gonna say, Leah. Right, Miranda Priestley and her brushing each other's hair. I've not on this level, obviously, but I've seen people walk in a room, and like Miranda's doing right here, and kind of. 
What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, obviously she's judging designs. Here's what she's doing. She's judging James Holt's designs. Right. But Miranda is such a all-encompassing force. It's and I know the that's power that she brings to the room with lip purse. Yeah. Duck lips. Look, yeah. Miranda Priestley stuff. I mean, that huge bow on the front of a dress. Who? How could that be? Exactly. Look at this entourage. Like, you just bring a bunch of models. What's she rolling? Models. Seven deep there? One, two, three. Pretty much. Yeah, I think it is seven. They all, I mean, what are their jobs? They literally look like they tried on the shit. Uh, they're probably different departments, you know, whether it be accessories, whether it be, you know, oh, designers. Yeah. Oh, she called her a name. Oh, Andrea. The lookbook. This is like a major step up for her. Like this is where she's finally being accepted. I mean, there's been little bits and pieces where she's been accepted, but now, I mean, like this is her total in. <laughs> she's allowed to carry the book. Here's the here's the instructions. Well, it just shows you that once she committed to the job, like you can tell. I mean, immediately she's more than capable of doing the job, which she was capable before. But once she really threw herself fully, a hundred percent, it it shows how quickly she started gaining Miranda's trust. Or yeah, Miranda's trust, um, which is a big thing. But she didn't listen, <laughs> right? But also, it's the twins' fault. She's just very trusting. She's a very trusting person. I think that's why she gets roped in by the twins. Yeah. Where had it been someone like Emily, like, I think she would have, you know, done what she was told and just walked out. Right. And this is interesting, too, because she gets very conflicted by leave the book on the table with the flowers. And, you know, like, again, I think if it had been someone like Emily's character, she would have just picked one and put it down and not thought twice about it. Right. Like, I feel like she's... Andy wants to be perfect. Yeah, Andy wants to be perfect, and she feels conflicted. Those twins look evil, by the way. They do. They do. But also, you have to think... Like, if this turned into a horror movie right here, I would not... How have they been raised, you know, to be better than everyone else? You know, we always talk about the idea the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I mean, I think they're very big likenesses of Miranda Priestley. This apartment is, it's not an apartment. Whatever it is, it's amazing. It's probably a brownstone, I figure. She brings a book upstairs all the time. Uh, Don't you go up the steps, Andy. And what's crazy is how many know, how many le- how many levels is that? at least three the, or four maybe the twins. So you're telling me she's whispering down. I mean, I know they weren't in the room, but the twins are so high up that they were having this conversation while she was on the first floor, and then nobody has any idea the twins are up there when they walk back in the room. And look at Miranda. Miranda's pissed. But this is where the first time that Andy sees her as human. Because she realizes she was fighting with her husband. And even as terrifying as it is, you know, Miranda is shocked that, you know, she's gotten this insight into her life. I think is really what it is. 
And it's it's kind of where you start to feel sorry. You've ne- you've never had any point in this movie that you feel sorry for Miranda, and it hits you there. That's probably the only time. Well, no, there's two times you feel bad for Miranda. And that is definitely one of them because you realize you know that her marriage isn't perfect. <laughs> yeah, made a mistake. See, Olympics. What is Blimpies? It's like a subway. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that she referenced. Now, she does have her funny moments at Emily Blunt does, because she's like, uh, why didn't you climb into bed and tell them, you know, tell yeah. her a bedtime story? Yeah, I like her bump. It's, it's just, it's perfect. It's a, it's a great bump. And Miranda's so... But I mean, I think there's I think there's hurt behind this. I think there's a lot of hurt. Well, she didn't want uh, want her personal life. But she hides it, and and she <clears throat> hides it in her anger. I mean, this was the I don't remember the timeline, but I'm pretty sure that this was like the sixth or seventh Harry Potter book she's talking about. That yeah, really hadn't came out yet. I don't even know if Rowling had wrote her yet. Um, but don't you still don't you still feel the sorrow for her? Because I feel like I'm still dwelling on the fact that you know there's problems in her marriage, and we just saw that, and it makes me feel bad for her. I feel bad, but I don't like that she's taking it out immediately on Andy. But I don't think she's changed any from before. No, I know, and that's why I don't feel that bad for her. I mean, I feel bad, like, I felt bad for her when, at the, at their house. Now it feels like she's just, she's just, like, give me a reason to fire you. Right. I think she wants that. I agree. (laughs) She wants. Emily's still hoping for her to fail. Because she still wants to be number one. Because also, I think Emily now doesn't like, because she sees that Andy has gotten, you know, she's adapting. She's moving up in Miranda's eyes. Right. Oh, look at that steak. I mean, I hope that place is next door because there's no way she... And she got the restaurant to open early. Yeah. And there's Christian Thompson. And she knows he's in publishing. He could help. Why would... How would one get a hold of the Harry Potter book early? Look, he's like, you're kidding. But, I mean, really, would he have that kind of connection if he's not even associated with the Harry Potter publishing? I can't imagine. A friend at Scholastic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, she's me. It's my panickiness right there. Is she back? But you have to calm down. Bloody hell. Now, this is just vindictive right here. It's um, a beautiful steak. And it's like, I don't want that. <laughs> but this is her revenge on her for coming in the house. I know it is. But this is her revenge. See, no. But this is the only thing I think in Miranda's life that makes her feel like she's in control is that she can boss other people around because her life is definitely not in control at home. The funny thing about Miranda right there though is the way she said it. it's like you better have that book by three and like any I don't know like there's other movies where like comically she, you can see her going and that's what you thought you she would see, say something like yeah. that but then she's just like this makes this awful face but it's that monotone same like we said that yeah. same kind of voice that she portrays 
Oh, and there's Christian to the rescue, the knight in shining armor. Let's see, friend of a friend does a cover art. Say he must have ends at Scholastic. And I, I don't even know if Scholastic printed it over in Britain. And that means she still has her job. And she's about to start running. Go. God, she spent a lot of time running in high heels. Yeah, that's a big no for me. I wouldn't even walk in high heels, let alone run. I feel the same way. You wouldn't walk in high heels? I would not, because I would fall. Let alone run? If I knew how to walk in them, then mm-hmm. I'd try to run. Come on in. You could be anybody. You could come in and murder him. Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. And <laughs> he drops it. Like, look, bitch. They're on the train. In book seven. That's the one moment that we see the kids and we think they actually look like little angels. Right. And that's the moment she looks like she's slightly in awe with Andy. She accomplished something she never thought she would. So give him a fucking Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. She keeps rolling. Oh, as a teacher, oh, this makes me so mad. She has Andy doing her kids' science project. Oh, that's right. Remember? Yes. She's doing the solar system. That is a big no-no. Where, no. where were the girls going? They were going to the, visit a relative or something. Okay. It was just, but she's doing the kids' science project. I don't care how much money you have. There should never be anyone you hire to do their science project. Look, Nate earlier when he called her, she called him. was all like, oh, you don't have to work for that crazy bitch now. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, she's like... Look, I'm not going to throw away all these months, these months hard work and you know the dud. And he's like, your job sucks. Your boss is a wacko. Yeah. And so he's disappointed in with her. And this is this is terrible because he is being terrible here because he's disappointed in her that she didn't give up. He's not proud of her that she worked hard and she got accomplished. He's disappointed because he's being selfish because he wants more time with her. And I think this is wrong. This is wrong because he is. I think this is a terrible way for any man to act. Yeah. He's trash. He's like the old clothes. He's gorgeous trash. One of the worst lines. Oh, sorry. You can have Adrian Gennier. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's trying to be. Appealing. Gotta use some sex appeal here. Ugh. Even see, and he pissed me off. I wouldn't want. Don't touch me. No, man. Like he just trashed her, and then she's like, "Here, here's my boobs." Yeah, I mean, it worked, but. Weird place to bring photo shoot. Back. You're doing a zoo shoot in Central Park. Yeah. Right. 
Mm, the irony there, I like that. <laughs> I would love to be his best friend. We could have so much fun. I can, I can, I can be Stanley Tucci. Drinking Cosmos. You can't be Stanley Tucci. Why? Not this Stanley Tucci. Like the gay, well put together, always had a great, you know, always has a good, you know, response. You mean Little Tyler? Yeah. Repartee. Oh. I want to talk about it. Tyler and I could be BFFs. To, you, could, you can't have my friend. I love Tyler. You can have James. I love James. Well, there you go. I get Tyler, you have James. I love James. But I feel like Stanley Tucci is a combination between Tyler and James. Because, you know, Tyler sometimes is a little more soft-spoken, where James is going to tell you everything you want to, you know, you want to know more. That is true. There's a combination. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god, she sounds so bored by everything. She's talking about the magazine. It's not wonderful yet. Did I miss out on the enamel phase? I'm not going with that. Oh, and I always hate florals. I think florals can be nice when they're done. When they're well, if they gotta be done tastefully, here's the thing. Oh, here comes Emily, sick as a dog. Oh my! Emily got the swine flu, (laughs) and she comes in coughing all over everything. Yeah, you can tell Miranda's not having that. Sad puppy dog eyes with that cold. Look at her disgust. It's yeah. a bacterial wipes, perhaps. Oh my gosh. Like, Miranda doesn't she looks crap like she that she's sick. She looks like she's been smacking the face with a 2x4, too. You know, oh. I've seen that kind of cold before. See, she doesn't care. She's wearing Valentino tonight to the benefit. Oh, I love that she's talking about Nate Bur- Nate's birthday and Emily doesn't give a crap. I don't care. <laughs> I love my job. I love my job. And Andy still believes she can have both. She thinks she can have... She can... Cell phone's already ringing. She's not even out the door. She thinks she can do great at her job, but then also still... Have a normal life. Oh, and this is where Andy realizes now she's moving up in the world. <laughs> oh, Emily's got that was, like she just—you can tell on um Emily Blunt's face that that was—it was hurtful good, to her. Was wrench, and she played yeah. that really well. Oh, she's so proud of herself. And then Andy just... Yeah, that she's got to memorize all those photos and everything. Andy oh, my gosh. Andy knocks shit out, though. It's a, it's a real highlight of the movie. 
Oh, and she's going to be late for Nate's birthday. <clears throat> because, again... <laughs> I love that. Will that fit me? A little Crisco, maybe. It's, they keep ratting on her with her six. Gosh, I can imagine I what it's being like, like seven to be six. inappropriate comments with Anne Hathaway and Crisco, so I'm just gonna leave it alone. Wow, I bet you did. And magically, look, the dress fits. Oh man, that Crisco some good ass Crisco. <laughs> it is some good Crisco. I really don't think that that dress is that impressive. It's, it's not much to it, no. It's a simple black dress. And look at Nigel. Nigel's like, fuck a tie. I know. He's very, he's casually sexy. He looks drunk. <laughs> he looks like he he's might had be a already. Had a few already. See, and I think she looks like she's more dressed for a funeral than she is for benefits. Yeah, it's funny how sometimes it's but like, even Emily's dress is very, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a gala or something. Right. But, uh, but I feel like Emily looks more formal. Like, I don't. Oh, it's my favorite line. Oh, that's my favorite. It's my new diet. I don't eat anything. And when I feel like I'm about to faint, I eat a cube of cheese. I'm just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. I, that's, listen, that was my junior year in high school. I got my goal weight because my Lord. stomach flew. Lord. I did. If, if you saw my pictures, you'd understand. No, it was my sophomore year. my sophomore year. Honey, I weighed like 115 pounds. Why? I was skinny as they come. I was beautiful. <laughs> Andy's physically... I know she she wants to be at Nate's birthday party, so I get it, but Andy looked like a total dweeb. Oh, yeah. Jacqueline Filet? French runway. Oh, they're not friends already. Go, go figure. For some reason, when I saw her... Lisa, Lisa Rinna. Gorilla Deville, because I did with the hair. That was my first thought. She um, looks like Cruella. They, really? That's not what comes. No, Cruella's more would be more the other way. If it was flipped, then I'd definitely say Cruella. No. With the white, with the black. Chow. You can just tell how uncomfortable Miranda is doing all that smiling. It's mm. not her. That's not her move. Here comes Andy with the save. Yep. She can't remember who just, it is. Just saw these pictures, like, let's say four hours ago. I know, and she knows all of them. Yeah, right. It's possible. But she also has Stanley Tucci, too. Yeah. She has Nigel to help. Does she really need to know that that was the woman he left his wife for named Rebecca? <laughs> like, no, I feel like that's all scandalous right there. Like, no, right putting there, all that Emily out there. Emily was very appreciative of her saving her ass right there. Yeah, that's she, only because she didn't get fired. a genuine moment. No. Why would he be getting there so late? Was he outside smoking a cigarette? Maybe. There's the flirt again. Look at him. And she's flirting too. <laughs> he said he has a stupid boyfriend. He does have a stupid boyfriend. 
See, he has connections. Yeah, but he's trying to play on the stupid boyfriend, not well, because yeah, he him. wants to hit, but he's he's also wow, trying he to... wants to hit. Wow, it's okay. That's always a he's trying to have sex with her. Is that better? Uh-huh. Is it rude to say hit? What if she was trying I to do. hit? You go back to saying smash that. He's trying to smash. Wow, no, smash that. All on the floor, smash no. that till you get sore, smash Ew, that. No, that just no, <laughs> no, that is not coming back. No. Oh, and she knows she's gonna disappoint Nate. And as much of a jerk yeah, he is, he's he is. Understand. Right, as much of a jerk Nate's as he is. Hurt. Listen, he's gonna no. throw his grilled cheese at her face this time. But as much as a jerk that he is, <clears throat> she chose work over him. And in real relationships, that never goes over well. In movie relationships, it doesn't go over well. I completely get it. He has every right to be mad here. Yeah, that's not going to help. Sorry, one little cupcake? Mm Mm-mm. The cupcake made it worse. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) Like, here, blow it out. He stayed up to tell her he's going to go to bed. That's normally a girl move there. That is a level because he's a big old girl. Listen, you say that like it's an insult. It is for Nate. Wow. There's plenty of strong women, and I I respect the woman, but he's being the worst kind of girl. Listen, he has every right to be disappointed. What do you mean? (laughs) That's petty. You said he was being petty. He is, but he has every right still to be disappointed. (sighs) Don't you think? The cupcake was literally just there for her at that moment, like, oof. I know, but... Let me use my perfectly red lips to blow out this candle. How long do you think it takes her to get ready in the morning? I don't know, that's a good question. There's a whole thing with these looks, man. Like, makeup's done perfect. YouTube wasn't a thing yet, so how did she learn how to do her makeup like that? Runway? Or you think it's yeah, all Nigel? Yeah, definitely. It's all Nigel. Well, he took her to makeup at Runway. Well, she is a fast learner, too. Yeah. And telling her that Emily's not going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she hasn't eaten in weeks. Just a cube of cheese. Yep. Only when she's she about s- to faint. She <laughs> says no. I know, but you still, you just can't do it. Eventually she says yes. But then Miranda, this is probably the worst thing Miranda does all movie. Because Miranda's literally like, if you don't go to Paris, then I'm going to kill, then you won't have a, journey, a future runway. Yeah, or it's manipulative. She's, gonna get, she's like, I will blackball your ass. That's basically what she's saying. She's manipulative. So then she chooses between the person she is, Meaning, do I give it up for Emily and we're in just let my, everything of mine go or be selfish 
and do what I need to do for me. <sighs> and that's really what it comes Why down to. Why did Miranda get rid of Emily, though? Was it really mostly just because Andy... It was petty. It was over... Well, Emily, he, Andy had was, gotten better. She was sick, and maybe she was mad about, and, at her about the ball, the gala, whatever it was. Right. not knowing people. But if, this is a few days later, clearly. So but I also think, think that Emily would be better. Andy's ambition has stood out to her and what she's been able to accomplish, and it's made her better than Emily. I do. So I you, think she so sees you think, the young version of her. Or what she believes was the young version of her in Andy. What a weird apartment. <laughs> where the fuck is the bedroom? Over there. Where is he's back, at? Is it back there in the corner? Is that supposed to be a room? That looks like a hallway. It is back there. We hope. You never see the bedroom. No. So... Miranda's office is amazing. You ever notice that? How big that office is? Do like you that's... think... So you think Andy deserved to go to Paris, not Emily? It's not even that she... Or, no, no, that... I mean, I think Andy think... earned it. Yeah. I do think Andy earned it. But I don't think it's that Emily hasn't been doing her job because Emily works hard, too. Well, she even gives her a little smile. Well, she looks really nice. Although I do think... I hate Cheetah Print. Oh, but she's mad at her. She is. See, she is mad at her. She's mad because she wanted her to be selfish and take the opportunity to go to Paris. And then here's a little bit of a stab right there. Tell Emily she's not going to Paris and you get to go. Do it now. Wow. Is Where is Emily? Emily's getting things, remember, for her. Oh. I feel bad for Emily. As, I do as, too. Yeah, she's been as as long as she's not been great to Andy. Oh yeah. And she gets hit by a car. Yeah, look that at that. Kind of took the decision out of having to tell her out of Andy's hands. <laughs> and she's at the hospital now, waiting to tell. She's yeah. She does still have to tell her. Notice now she's been hit by a car and she hasn't eaten carbs in a week and she's chowing on that chocolate pudding. And the bread. And the bread. Look, as she tells her, she's like, you sold your soul when you put on those Jimmy Chews. <laughs> you don't deserve to go. <laughs> she's shoving that bread. You eat carbs, for Christ's sake. Why did they remove her makeup? <laughs> oh, poor Emily. This makes me feel really bad for her. 
And I understand why Emily's mad. I feel bad for her. She got hit by a car, and now she didn't get to go to Fashion Week. And... I see why he did the whole car hitting her angle, though, because if they if they really had made Andy the straight-up tell her she wasn't going, then that would have immediately made oh, this take is... Andy. But it adds the sympathy, too. You feel even worse for Emily. Oh, yeah. And the one thing you do a good job of is keeping Andy likable, because her boyfriend's already trash. Mm. Even when Andy's getting is as deep as she can get, she's still likable. I think so. And then, of course, Christian appears at the art show, and you know. Of course, that's not creeper. That's not creepy. Oh, it's definitely creepy. Creepy. Neither one of us can say creepy. No, we can't. <laughs> I say creeper, I said, and you say creaky. Creaky. <laughs> Oh, hey. Oh, he just happened to be there. Hey. You know, I just like to check out photos. Random shows. By your, uh, by the local artist that I've never heard of. I wonder, now that he said it like that, I don't know how much pull he had with Miranda or any kind of relationship he had with her, but I wonder if he asked her to have Andy go to Paris. So you think he may have had some hand in getting her that to go. That line where he's just like, I don't want to Yeah, but why would, why would Miranda care? Like, what would it be in for her from him? <sighs> because you know there'd have to be something in it. It's always about the favor you need later. It's, Maybe it's, it's, it's almost like you're when you trade away a star player and you're getting draft picks, and you don't know it's an asset to be named later. It's a favor to be named later. All of her friends turning on her. Yeah, but do you really think that was that big a deal? Like, she's... Like, I almost feel like she's saying it out of jealousy a little bit. Like, all the cool things she's getting to do. Like, do you think it was really, like, him giving her a kiss on the cheek? And, I mean, like... I don't think there was anything to it. I think she overreacted a little bit. No. See, again, and he's making her feel guilty again about her job. He's a good... See, look, you're mad I miss your birthday party. Yeah, you kind of are for The way he said that was so weird. I make port wine reductions all day. I wouldn't care if you were out there pole dancing, at least if you did it with a little integrity. What about what she's doing? What is, what doesn't have integrity? It's because she's not around. That's all he cares about. He wants his wife, but he's he trying, wants his girl to be home. He's trying to use that against her. He's awful. He's trash. I don't care how cute he is. The more he talks, the uglier he gets. That stupid beard. Are you going to, like, he don't, what are you doing there, Nate? Are you going to shave it? Are you not? Do you want to have a plain face? And I think here he's saying, basically, you choose me or the job, which is wrong. 
Now they're on a break. Right. Okay. So Ross and Rachel. Yep. They're on a break. Maybe we should take a break. But they live together. How does that work? <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. He's such a dick. Come on. Whose phone rings that long? Nobody's. Miranda must have special phone lines. She must. She's that I, special. I wanted to ring until he can't stand Oh, the Eiffel Tower in Paris. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Paris is gorgeous. I'd love for us to go together someday. Dark de Triomphe. Actually, there's, I mean, you normally can get around Paris pretty well with, there's, most people do speak English as well. I'm kidding. Actually, that's the thing about Europe. Most people do speak English, only like they come here and we expect them to know it too. Because we're dicks. Like Basically, Nate. yeah. Americans are dicks like Nate. All the fashion, all the couture. The way they're shooting it almost makes me think this is a real... Fashion real, show? Some of these probably were real fashion shows, and then, like, the one, a couple of them are just like, here, can we set these three actors right here? Yeah. And they can smile and all this. Mm -mm. I mean, that that's definitely... Yeah. Now he obviously he's an actor in the film, but Heidi Klum was back this back there. Hi Heidi. Oh yeah, of course. Those little cameos, bring them on. I kind of like how they have incorporated the whole we're going to fashion shows we're in Paris it kind of slowed the movie down for a little bit because it's just been happening like ever since Andy um got the job essentially <laughs> and it's like been moving and now it's like okay we're going to take a break and right like, look he just said it you owe me a favor for Harry Potter right you know he was trying to collect on that No, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry to hear that you're available for hitting. <laughs> wow. Stop with the hitting. Baby, it's okay. No, that is not. Everybody hits. No, that is not even. No. Sometimes. No, that's a big no. That's a hit right there. Oh my gosh, look how gorgeous those hotel rooms are. You know what they remind me of? What? The hotel that Peter Parker stayed in in Berlin in, in Civil mm. War. This always shocks me because, of course, she's sitting there, no makeup, no anything. You no, know, she's. <laughs> she's like, uh, what the fuck is this? And she wants to go over the seating chart for the luncheon. You know what? She doesn't have any curves below her waist. Oh. 
<laughs> no, that's how I feel too. <laughs> wow. You're not being very nice. I'm kidding. Anne Hathaway's cute. I think she's filled out more now. More like curvy. Yeah, yes. I think so too. I mean, she's still relatively young when she made this movie. I like that Snoop Dogg's coming to it. Snoop Dogg. Let's see, 82. That makes her a year older than me. She was 22. She's 22 filming on Meryl Streep. How old? She was 22 when she made Devil Wears Prada. Oh. Because we were 21 in, in 2004. They filmed in 2003. So we were both 20. She was 21. Mm. What Snoop Dogg has done with his career is remarkable. Because essentially he went from this gangster rapper to probably the most recognizable pothead in the world. And everybody loves him. Everybody if does your love mother Snoop sees Dogg. Snoop Dogg on TV, she's like, oh, there's old Snoop Dogg on TV. I, don't know I think she far. would. I yeah, think she would. I think you're going she knows far. who Snoop Dogg is. She does. Do I need I to know. call her in here? Like, Janice, do you know who Snoop Dogg is? Please go wake my mother. To ask her that? Yes. She's probably like, are you drinking? Yep, that'll be the first thing she has. You got in that Pinot Grigio again, didn't you? Aw, oh, see, this is where you feel bad for her again. She looks so sad and so forlorn and just so defeated. And... This is where you realize she has a heart because she worries about her kids. This is her bottom. It is. And she's a mom. And you see the reality of that. She's a working woman. She's a mom. She's a wife. And she just feels like everything is just going against her. And then she opens up to Andy, of all people. For just that brief second. Yeah. And then she pulls it all back in. Yep, and she moves on. She goes back into to avoidance. <clears throat> Bare feet and everything. Girl streaks so fucking good. So good. Uh, the montage and her realizing how far she's come and how much she's changed. Yeah. How much this job's really changed her whole life. Mm-hmm. He fills out that shirt. Good for you, Stanley Tucci. Mm. <coughs> this is something I throw on. He's so proud of her. Yeah, and how how she's evolved, I should say. That's when he tells her he got another job.
Champagne so scary to open. Maybe I'm just a big sissy. He did that so easily. I do it, I'm like ducking. Silence. That must, that must not be well received. You're you're watching the movie. I was watching a little bit there. I was listening to his excitement and where he gets drawn in. And the opportunity of a lifetime that he's supposed to get. <laughs> oh, and then this is where you see what a beautiful relationship that they that has developed and blossomed, and how they really need each other, and how they confide in each other. And look, he's he's so excited because he's like his first time in eighteen years over again in control of my own life. Yeah, and he's going to get to do what he always dreamt of. He's so excited. <laughs> oh, she's down to a four. With all that freaking running and walking, I believe it. Mm-hmm. You never see Andy eat either. She stopped eating those carbs of it. That's what she happens. probably has a cube of cheese whenever she feels like she's going to faint. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that statement. If she was a man, she would be treated differently and seen differently and revered for what she did. Big ass green bean. (laughs) Or was it it peas? You enjoying that food watching? I just happen to be looking there. I'm not into watching people chew this in ASMR. So Ooh, she's in Paris and she's like, look just, at you, look at me, just, let's do this. Just FYI, this is the second time we, we know Andy gets late in the movie. So you want to talk about hitting, Andy is definitely hitting. Listen, she's a woman of the world. I appreciate Let her have her who, fun. Exactly. I'm not into slut shaming. If she wants to hook up, let her hook up. Why you got to call it that? Because that's what people call it. Why do you got to call it that? Is that how, if that's not how you see it, that shouldn't be a term you use. All right, I ain't perfect. I just, that's what the term is called. Slut shaming. Whenever a woman is promiscuous, it's looked at horribly. Yeah, let's Whenever a dude does it, it's cheered. That's, and I agree. Like, they, people say it's, it, the, the term for it is called slut shaming. Yeah. I don't know a nicer way to say it. Mm. Well, she walked right into that one. Literally. <laughs> Oh, she's playing that hard to get. I can't. can't. But yes, kiss me. Kiss me. She said no. He's a sleazeball. He's still pushing it. He is. Yep. But she does consent. Right. fine. Their night of passion. With a view of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, waking up to view the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I bet she she has a toe ring. What? Did people have toe rings in 2003? (laughs) I never noticed her toe ring. Me neither. Also, I like the little parallel there. It's like, 
They just had sex. Here's the Eiffel Tower. Yep. And now she's getting a wine hangover. Yeah, she probably didn't hydrate. No. Four more inappropriate things about hydrating. I'm not going to say them. Oh, and she's late. Miranda's going to kill her. Look at her little bustier underneath. Mm. Oh. Still that Eiffel Tower in the background. That little coffee cup, what's the point? Unless, I mean, it's the espresso. Why? You can't have a regular cup of espresso. No, it's... Deadly? <laughs> caffeine is... That's not really that small. No, it looks smaller in his hand. Maybe he just has big hands. Maybe. Oh, and this is where you realize she really cares about Miranda. Because she's worried about her. Because that's who Andy truly is. So right. Andy figures out that she has And of course Miranda just got herself. You know. Miranda's gotten screwed over. Baby. baby, it's done. I'm it's not one your time baby. calls a girl baby. And then she's I'm not your baby. I'm Nate's baby. That is that has to be a sidekick. She was just two wayin. Foul language. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I think those are only real curse words in the movie. I love that it's she's trying to warn her, though. I guess it's PG-13 rating right there. But this is who Andy truly is. She's a good person. No, she doesn't realize Miranda's already... Already, already knows. In, she's already in bed working on shit. Is she wearing a slip under that dress? I don't know. Is she? I don't know. I haven't seen a slip in a long time. Very cute. Love the little gloves. And the red Probably lips. the palest she's looked the whole movie. <laughs> Miranda just goes... Still checking out her... Look her down. Not even listening to her. That's your response? I'll be very disappointed. Oh, man, this, this kills me. Oh, this hurts that she screws over Nigel and... But she does it again. It's all about benefiting her. What else was she in? Who? The girl who's playing... Um, Jacqueline. 
She was in Iron Man 3. Oh. She mm-hmm. was the girl that Tony had a one-night stand with who tried to kill him. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Did she try to kill him? I forget what she did. It's been a minute. Oh, this just this tugs at your heartstrings. Just makes me feel bad for her. Because Miranda should be up there announcing how... Nigel is becoming Nigel a new partner. Is, especially because she recommended... Him as it, yeah. Did you see her just not put her glasses on and just look through them? Yes. I love that red lipstick on her. And she's so casual as she knows she's about to... Completely screw over and Nigel. This is Miranda at her worst, too. It's not at her worst, And he though. already knows, too. That's self-preservation. It was, but I it is her at her worst. It's fucked up. He was going to be the president. And she didn't even warn Nigel was no. the thing. Like, didn't even she tell could. him. She couldn't. She could. Oh, she probably could. She could have. Look how heavy it is. Oh, the freaking knife, man. <laughs> Christian didn't know either, though, which is nice hey. on Christian's side because Christian's like, oh, no, Christian, man. but James did. He's like, I'm going to totally uh, work for Runway, baby. So he's not getting the job. Nigel's not getting the job. James Holt fucked him over. Miranda fucked him over. He, the boss, fucked him over. And this is the moment. Listen to the exact Oh, but look at Nigel's face. And James knows. You can't even look him in the face. And And Nigel's even, here's what makes me even more mad. He's not even mad at her. See again. He favors. takes up for her. Favors. He takes up for her. Look, he has no idea if she ever will. Oh, Nigel. <sighs> Man. Brutal. But I do love that dress she's in. That is not Miranda in that car. No. <laughs> they look like a dummy with a wig on. <laughs> Meryl Streep's like, I'm not getting in that car. I'm not sitting there when she gets in the car. And this is... And this is... It's almost like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Not not as dramatic, but You mean the fact that she knew all along and Right, it's like it's like you didn't I mean, I know the whole movie wasn't about the specific moment, but in that time frame it, the whole thing was about Miranda's losing her job. Right. And it's very important that Well and how loyal it. Andy was to make sure that she knew that that was what was happening. Right. And the manipulation and then the big reveal it's also very Ocean's Eleven-y, and you know how I feel about the Ocean's movies. Yes. 
I love a good reveal. Well, and she, yeah, so she's so manipulative, and she talked about all the people she'd take and with her. That, this might be the point in the movie where 21-year-old me or 22-year-old me was sold on the movie. I was like, that's freaking incredible that she just backstabbed everybody like that. It just shocked me so much because, you know, you started to feel bad for her, and you yeah. started to feel like her life was so falling apart while she had this amazing job, and then you realize you don't feel bad for her because all along that evil, underhanded, manipulative personality end of the day never left her Miranda Priestly only cares about Miranda Priestly yes she never went off brand and this is when Andy's realizing I can't I don't want to be you oh and she says I couldn't do what you did to Nigel but you already did and she's saying the whole Paris thing but the Paris thing was a little different I don't think Andy... No, she's right. Because it came down to the fact that, you know, Miranda was going to lose her job. Same thing that it came down to the fact that Andy was going to lose her job. Uh, So she threw Emily under the bus and did what she had to do to keep her job. And she did the same with Nigel. So it is the same thing. Could they have both made choices differently? But yes, it would have been different outcomes. I feel like Andy wouldn't have told her she wasn't going to Paris, though, if she hadn't got hit by the bus or the car. The G- mm, I don't taxi. know. Almost called it an Uber, the taxi. I think you're wrong. You think Andy was going to do it regardless? Yep, she was going to do it. She was going to do what she needed to do for her. Because she had ultimate goals. But this is the bold move right here. I love this for two reasons. Because, one, she makes a decision right here, she's like, fucking about it. But she made a decision because she knows who she is as a person. Right. And everything else about careers or anything else didn't matter at that moment. And Miranda looks back and she's like, um, she sees her right there. She's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And then this is how far she's come with Miranda. Because Miranda's still looking like, um, okay. She didn't expect this. But then Miranda gives her a chance. She's like, um, walk your ass back over here. Like... Where are you going? But that's how invested she finally had felt about Andrea. I know. that's. I mean, that's incredible. Cause I mean, because she's never felt that way about anybody. I wonder if Emily walked across the street like that if she would have called Emily. No, she wouldn't have. And it also leads to the next scene where it says that when Andy's applying for this, this other job, they say that um, Miranda Priestley said be, you, we'd be crazy not to hire you. But that shows the utmost respect that she really did have for Andy. That's the the favor. When she could have, after she screwed everyone else in the world over. I take it you don't like that they got back together. I had sex in Paris. It wasn't your penis. I wonder how you feel. Do you think she ever tells him? That she she did a, a relationship with somebody else. They were on a break. That's what Ross would say. Yeah, but do you believe that? Do you believe that it's okay to not tell in that sense? Well, I mean, no. I mean, if they're going to move forward and really be together, like, she should have this big... Yeah, disclosure, right? Disclose everything. Yeah. That's why I said she should sing it to him. Yeah. We just got a letter song. I I had sex in Paris. I had sex in Paris. It was not your penis. I wonder how you feel. You really think that that would be the best way to convey that message? Who's a sous chef? 
Aww. He's a regular old Anthony Bourdain. But that's an accomplishment for him. Uh, get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> Uh, is it in Boston is that what he said yes um, uh, see I don't like how he did it like you know what I might take you along with me I'll let you come back you know you, you can get back in the car you know but then doesn't she go to a job interview there in New York I believe so What's the distance well, between New York and... He says it's today. So they're, they're in New York right now. So what's the distance between New York and Boston? <sighs> New York City proper? Yeah, in Boston. I don't know. Let's, let's check that out. Let's get our podcast 101 on. Yeah, New York to Boston. How far is it? New York City to Boston. Two hundred and fifteen miles. It's a three hour and thirty four minute drive. So that's not gonna work well. What a commute. That'd be even if you split it. Now I like this look on Andy at the end. Cause she still is retaining her runway fashion sense, but it's more down to earth Andy we saw at the beginning of the movie. Like I've been through some shit, but now I'm ready to take a see. She thought Miranda was going to blackball her. Yeah, she did. Which, and rightly so, right? I mean, she quit on the job in Paris. Like, Miranda had no She just walked away. New York mirror. So, the, I guess if you think about it, though, she just got a job. I mean, obviously, I would think she took the job. She just got a job in New York. Even if he goes to Boston, once again, you mentioned the long distance thing. They don't have to be together together. It's probably good for them because... Maybe you mean in starting over? Yeah, in starting hmm. over. It's like, you know. That's true. Favors. This is the least she could do. Aw, but I think this was a sweet gesture to give everything to Emily. She's she's tearing up. Look at she's literally tearing up. That's that's so so well played. Blue eyeshadow, no. She finally smiles about her. I'd like to think that her and Emily were friends after this. I could see them getting together every now and then having some lunch. Mm. If Miranda allowed it. I love that it ends with her seeing her. Of course. It was just that last moment of closure she needed. <laughs> Miranda's like, hi, bitch. Whatever. Hey, that was the closest she was going to get to a nod. But here's a beautiful part right here. She, she gets the... 
sees her walking away. She's got her shit together. Mm-hmm. She knows she gave her good recommendations. She did it right by her as best she could. And she gives her a little smile. And she smiles. She did the right thing. Yeah. This kind of redeems her character. From what yeah, she just did. completely redeems. Okay, I mean, it's still pretty shitty. There's a did. little bit. I'm saying a little as glimmer. much as you can re- redeem Miranda Priestly. Yeah, there's a little glimmer. In that moment, they did it right there. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Those heels so, are still crazy. What do you think happens with Andy in the future? Um, I don't think her and Nate stay together. You don't think so? I think she starts working at the paper and... I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she ended up back in the fashion industry somehow, though. She was just so good at it. Well, I think she really ultimately figured out she enjoyed it I after she really I got into it. I see her and Nigel doing something. Yeah, that, like, I can see that, road. too. I can see that, too. Thomas DJ, top professional. I'm Scott McGregor, talented amateur. And we'd like to invite you to join us for our journey through every adventure of the Avengers. No, not that Avengers. You won't find any tights, magic hammers, or fancy shields here. But you will find some supervillains and some hot women in tight leather, so there is that. And champagne. Oh, yeah, lots of champagne. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler, that other Avengers podcast, covering the seminal spy series that lasted from 1961 to 1969 on an episode-by-episode basis. Join us as we explore the television series that helped shape pop culture and made an icon out of Diana Rigg, Honor Blackman, and Patrick Dean. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler. That other Avengers podcast, coming straight towards you every month. Only on the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. So, we did it. That was way easier than I thought it would be. Yeah, little little pauses here and there. Yeah, but we were watching. We were watching the movie. It wasn't like I don't know what to say about this. Right, you're just taking it in. Yeah. So, that's the Devil Wears Prada. Um, I would give it five stars in a day. Yeah, I would too. I feel like it was a great storyline. I feel like there were a lot of things that were, you know, you always look for a good moral or a good theme out of a story. And I think it was, you know. Oh, look, shout out to Tom Brady's wife, Giselle Bunch. She was Serena. She was Serena. That's That's the, yeah, that's That's, the star. I said she looked like a model. It was freaking Giselle. Giselle, yeah, I knew it looked like somebody. Um, But yeah, I think overall, I think the storyline and the characters really brought um, the idea behind it to life. Mm -hmm. And I think. Um, I would like to know what happens to the characters, like what, what the writer saw happening to them. I always ultimately, you know, like I picture one thing and I picture what I think I would like to happen to them. But I ultimately would like to know what the writers were thinking. I'm going to steal this from a podcast I listen to. Um, this question is, uh, would you watch this as a Netflix series? Yes. You want it to be remade anytime soon because you know it's no. going to be remade eventually. No, because I, I feel like, now. you know, a lot of times with remakes, you never, ever can, you know, upstage the the original. I mean, and I don't think with this one you should try. Yeah. Uh, would I love to see a sequel? Maybe not a full sequel, but I'd like to see a mini story to see what happened. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't try to do that cheap ploy thing, especially with Nigel. We like, 
here's a sequel to Devil Wears Prada about Nigel. And then that would be interesting. It, it would be interesting, but it obviously like saying there's Nigel with no Miranda, no Anne Hathaway. No, 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 no. Right. There'd have to be you know tie-ins with that. Like yeah. there's, they'd have to be. But Nigel could like, be the main character. Yeah, I feel like they would have done something that they used to do, and like movie studios just do all the time. And they would literally be like, let's take this fun character and throw him in their own movie and then not have anybody else come back. Yeah, I think, and no. Like, Ni- Nigel goes wild at summer, at spring break or something. Yeah, no, I, I think know. for success, you really need to have all the characters tied in together. Yeah. I do. Um. Yeah, so, I love this movie. Yes, it was. It was really good, and it was, I, I love watching it every time I watch it. I could literally run it back right now and watch it. I'd be fine with that, but it's late. And yes. our dog still has to go out, so I need to go do that. Yeah. Um, thanks for uh, being on the podcast again. Oh, you're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Maybe, maybe we can do another movie sometime. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can pick it. Oh. Mm. You're going to pick a notebook. Thinking. You're going to pick a notebook. I do love the notebook, folks. I do. But there'll be a lot of crying. You'll hear a lot of sobbing in the podcast. I don't, I don't think so thing. now. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm not, not to say it. It's not the the ending doesn't have any impact mm-hmm. now, but I feel like I've seen it enough to know. Okay, and I still feel that that I heaviness in my it. chest. I love the notebook. It's it's another a, one we could podcast about, which you get very very angry about, which would be P.S. I love you, because um, I feel like there's a lot of mixed feelings from you on that one, even though it was a very good story. Line. I think P.S. I love you is a perfectly good movie. It is a fantastic. It is movie. a perfectly good movie. The memories I have of seeing that movie is not um, the good parts of it. So that's why I've never watched it with you again. Another one of my favorites, Armageddon. Armageddon's great. Love Armageddon. Michael Bay at his Michael Bayist. Okay, that's not true. There wasn't giant robots in it, but. No, we're not. Very good. You had Young Affleck. You had um, Bruce Willis. You had yeah. Liv Tyler. Oh, I love Love Tyler. Uh, Michael Clark Dumpin. Dumpin. Dumpin? <laughs> that sounds like a rapper. <laughs> like, yo, Michael Clark Dumpin. Uh, dumpin on these bitches. No. Uh-huh. No. Uh, Michael no Clark Duncan. No smashing. No. No hitting. No hitting. No, none of that. Yes, yeah, so, so maybe we'll try this again. But um, uh, Yes, I would love to. Do you have any other um, words of wisdom or recommendations you want to leave the people with? Um... Of the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Mm. Continue listening to the show because there's always something new happening. Okay. That's very appreciated. But That's all I got for you tonight. No, that's it? That's all I got. No. Hug your families or uh, kiss count, your babies. Count your blessings. Be thankful for what you have. Enjoy each day. Live life to the fullest. Eat steak. Eat steak when you can. Eat steak every day. Eat steak every day. And, uh, yeah. And do what you love. Um, then I'll do an outro. No, I'm not going to do an outro. Because this has to go up. So, I appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. Thank you again for being here. You're welcome. It means the world to me. Five Town Club. Five Town. Getting up there with Marcus. It's it's you and Lamb, and then Marcus is just, he has a bunch. Yeah. So. The important people. 
Are you saying all three of y'all, or are you trying to say Marcus is more important than you because he's on more podcasts? No, I was saying okay. that all three of us were, but... I was like, I didn't mean it. I mean, I, I am more important. You are more important, more important than Marcus. Than Marcus but, no offense, Marcus, but, you know, I was saying all three of us were. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, be good to yourself and each other. Steal that from Jerry Springer. It's late. Thanks, y'all. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.